Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey! Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese broken, you stop it! No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Black! 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 It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody, you lost it for yourself. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello everyone. That's Kevin. Hey y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back. We have another guest. I'm very excited. This is, uh, I've been uh, sort of checking in every few months trying to get him and he is here. Karsten Norgard's here. Karsten, thank you so much for being here. Hey guys, thank you for having me. Now, uh, before we were on air, we learned that you had a better pronunciation of your last name. Uh, can you give us your actual pronunciation of the last name? Karsten Norgard. No, there you go. So, so much stronger, I feel like, than the watered down American version. Hey. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, so obviously, you know, Karsten uh, from, well, this audience probably knows him best as Wolf Stanson in D2, but uh, Man in the High Castle, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, you've seen him around. Uh, first of all, just with the news coming up, so Mighty Ducks is coming back. The first episode, uh, by the time people are listening to this, will have already aired. Uh, what was your just reaction when you heard 20 uh, some odd years later that they were making another Mighty Ducks? I thought it was great, you know, like it's been on the cards for, for a while that they were going to do a, a D4. Uh, it never happened, but I thought that uh, there's so many fans out there, generations of kids that, that want this. So I, I think it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, we're excited about it, obviously. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to back up a little bit because I think you got an interesting story. So you're born in Denmark. Uh, how do you get into acting and how do you make it over, you know, to America and start being in some of these big American TV shows and, and films? So I, uh, I started out studying to be an orthodontist and little did I know that I later on became a dentist, but uh, <laughs> just, just kidding. Um, I, I did an economics degree in Denmark and always loved movies. Uh, uh, fellow countryman of mine, Hans Christian Andersen, says to travel is to live. So I ended up going to London, uh, attended drama school there, got a commercial agent, uh, started booking commercials. And uh, I got really lucky and got a commercial that won the award for the best commercial in the world, uh, Kellogg's Cornflakes commercial that had a sort of a sweet uh, soundtrack uh, that uh, Brian Ferry did, Let's Stick Together. and. Of that, uh, a director in London, Philip Savile, called me in to meet on a, on, a, on a movie that I ultimately ended up getting. Um, and when we wrapped that movie, Philip said to me, I, I think you should get a, a real agent, a theatrical agent. So he set me up with one of the top agents in London, 
called Jeremy Conway, and and uh, he you know ended up representing me, and then that's that's really how I, I started working over there. That's incredible. So what happened in this cornflakes commercial uh, that made it so good? Um, I had super long hair. I was uh, <laughs> jumping over chairs and and sofas, and uh, I ended up getting freeze framed in the air, and and it just. Uh, it was just everywhere, you know, and, and uh, I, I guess uh, at that time, um, it was just, uh, uh, I guess it, it spoke to people and uh, it was full of energy. And then it had this great uh, Brian Ferry tune, Let's Stick Together. And, and um, yeah, that's uh, just, it's just, uh, it just, it really, um, yeah, just I guess I spoke to people and, and it ran for quite a long time actually. Awesome, awesome. So uh, you start getting into movies here. Um, and then how does the Mighty Ducks, how does D2 um, come to you as, as Wolf stands in there? Um, so an American agent came over and I, I met her in, in London uh, at my agency and she said, you should come to the States, you know. Uh, and uh, I thought about it, and obviously it had been in the back of my mind that uh, going to uh, Hollywood or Los Angeles would be something that would be on the cards at some time. So uh, I ended up uh, going over on a reconnaissance uh, mission, so to speak. Uh, did a bunch of castings, meetings, uh, spent a lot of money, a lot of time. And it was so slow and com slowly coming to an end. I ended up, we call him, ended up meeting uh, on a Stephen J. Canal show. Uh, you know, he created Jump Street 21, uh, Magnum PI. And he wanted me to test for a pilot called Tiger and the Wolf with uh, Matt LeBlanc. So uh, he introduced me to Matt and uh, he said, you two go and get, uh, become best friends over the next 48 hours. Here's a thousand bucks. Um, so um, and best friends, no pun intended, obviously. But uh, uh, so um, uh, we had some great food and uh, got tanked uh, and uh, ended up sleeping, sleeping on, on Matt's couch. But uh, the series said the pilot never went. So um, a few, like a week or two weeks after that, I got called in for uh, Mighty Ducks. Um, I met the producers and the director, and uh, I remember Sam Weisman asking me, so you skate, right? And I said, yeah, I've been on, on skates a few times, but I'm no hockey player, that's for sure. And Jordan turned to Sam and said, uh, she had told you, Danes are also modest. So, um, you know, at least I had told them. So, uh, I flew back to London uh, and a couple of weeks after that, uh, I got the call that I got the job. And, and that was actually a good thing because if I had stayed in Los Angeles, I probably would have become a local hire rather than a, a fly-in. So when you get flown in, it comes with all the goodies as well. I did not know that. So were you familiar with the first Mighty Ducks at all? Had you seen it before you had auditioned or whatnot? I had seen it, um, I, I, I'm not quite sure if I'd seen it be, be, you know, before I, I, I cast the movie, uh, cast it on the movie, or I, I saw it in London. Uh, but I obviously know that it was very successful and, and uh, um, ice hockey, I was a soccer player when I 
when I was in Denmark. So I was an apprentice for for a first division club. So um, I thought I was pretty fit, uh, you know, when I, when I played soccer. But uh, ice hockey is a whole different kettle of fish. It's uh, very taxing on the body. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how do you prepare to be this like evil? ish iceland coach like how much uh do you have to like research iceland like how much backstory did you sort of create for yourself there um apart from iceland becoming the darth vaders of of ice hockey um <laughs> uh well you know like uh, i asked for tapes of famous coaches uh ice hockey coaches sports coaches in general that was uh you know, I remember seeing uh, Bobby Knight, uh, Mike Ditger, and ultimately settled on uh, Pat Riley because he, he he kind of had a swagger, a coolness about him. Uh, and he's very stylish. So I think sometimes it's good to anchor your role in a, in, a, in something that's real. So so he kind of be, became the the poster for for uh, for Wolf. But- Tommy and I uh, both got to witness Bobby Knight firsthand in college. Uh, and he was the coach of our alma mater. Uh, so oh. I think we would have preferred a, a few more chairs being thrown <laughs> by, by Wolf and things like that. But uh, Pat Riley's a good choice. Yeah. I, you know, like I, I, Bobby Knight was definitely one of uh, my uh, top choices as well because he's very colorful, right? So, uh, but I thought that the sort of Pat Riley just really had that uh, sort of Shunisi Kwa, that special thing that uh, I thought lent itself very well to uh, you know, Wolf the Dentist dancing. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that most American audiences would not be able to discern a Danish accent with an Icelandic accent. Yeah. Did you speak differently? Did you try to be authentic, you know, an Icelandic person speaking English, or did you just go with it and no one said anything? Um, we had a, had a coach, uh, and Maria, uh, who was, uh, the trainer on, on, on the Iceland team also helped along. So, uh, I'm sure that any Icelandic person who would look at the movie would say, yeah, that might not be exactly Icelandic, but you know, I, I, th- I think, uh, it's Scandinavian, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's, Close enough. We're all part of the same clan there. How many, uh, how many different languages do you speak uh, well enough uh, to perform on screen? Um, I, uh, you know, Danish, I, I guess I've, I've done a part in Swedish, you know, I, I understand some Norwegian. I have done uh, quite a bit of work in, in Germany. Uh, actually, one of my... Uh, uh, biggest challenges I had in, in Germany when I did a, a movie called The Military Academy and I showed up. Um, it was produced by uh, some German producers who did Das Leben Das Anderen that won an Oscar for Best Foreign Picture. Um, and uh, so they were doing this uh, military academy and I went out having dinner with them the, the night I arrived and we spoke a little bit of German. So when, I, when they came to pick me up in the morning, they said, uh, Listen, um, we thought your German was pretty good last night. How do you feel about shooting the movie in two languages? And I said, what? Yeah, so we will shoot the English first and then we'll do your lines in German afterwards. 
and I, that was one of the most scary things I think I've ever experienced. So my co-star, uh, Ola Nitzke, would then, after we had done the English part, would he would, we would then run all the German lines, and then we would shoot exactly the same thing in German. Do you get paid twice as much? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should have asked for that. You know, I was, uh, <laughs> I was too chicken to ask, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's why you need your agent to step yeah. in and really. That's uh, it. That's it. That's it. Drop the hammer down. Now, I, you do say a few lines in, I'm assuming, Icelandic in D2. Were that, was that actually Icelandic or was that? Yeah, uh, that was Maria's line. So, you know, uh, whether they came out, uh, you know, I think there was one that, uh, uh, what was it? Like, Anskoitens Omega. Uh, I think uh, it doesn't mean uh, eat your cornflakes, but uh, uh, it, um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it was uh, definitely Maria's lines. Gotcha. Awesome. So obviously you mentioned Mighty Ducks, you knew it was popular. Uh, did you sort of have any sense that like Iceland is was going to kind of become its own thing and have this own sort of like following and um even after uh d2 came out and they were sort of the bad guys but people kind of still love them was there any sense that it would sort of be bigger than it was i i i think sort of as the years went by i i think uh, we all knew that we had been part of something special and i, I think that you know, this uh, saying in our business that script is king. And I think that it's a testament to uh, Steve Brill and his affinity for the game of, ho- of ice hockey, right? And, and uh, um, the fact that he was a player and he really, really loved it. I, I think that shows uh, all his, all the different intricacies, um, you know, uh, of the game and then the, the humor mixed with the character driven stories. Uh, so um, I was at one point I was shooting the Three Musketeers in uh, in uh, Munich um, in uh, studios over there, and, and I was doing a, a fencing with Christopher Waltz, and then uh, I see sort of out of my you know professional vision um, this kid coming running over, and he says, uh, "Hey, Coach Stanson." And it's Logan Lerman. He said, you know, I used to skip school seeing this movie. <laughs> uh, so, awesome. y- you know, it's, it's, uh, and I've had s- several instances like that. I remember another time in Hawaii. Uh, I was uh, hiking and uh, I saw this uh, family, you know, like, and the kid must have been, I don't know, eight, nine years old. And, you know, like uh, at the time of, of, of uh, uh, the movie, you know, you know, I'm sure they he wasn't even conceived, and I'm sure his parents wasn't even a couple. So the fact that it it it's have stood the taste of time like that is uh, is something to be be proud of, right? So. Yeah, uh, kind of along those lines, uh, have you ever been in a situation where a beach ball has landed in your lap or anything like that, and you've had the opportunity to crush it? No. I haven't had, to, except from in the movie, I haven't had the chance to use my Icelandic brute. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, we told people you're coming on. There's a lot of uh, talk about the beach ball. People want to know if it was like punctured or if you were just that strong. Um, 
how did that beach ball scene work? Were you able to just smash it like a, a real uh, badass there? I would like to say, you know, I was real badass and it was just all <laughs> my own strength. But I, I think I had some help. Something sharp, you know, was uh, punct punctured the ball. So, um, but, you know, at least I, I, I hope I made it look good. Oh, yeah. No, I feel like uh, that's one of the classics there. Um, so do you get... Do you get a lot of people like saying lines, whether it's from the Mighty Ducks or the other stuff you've been in, do you get a lot of people like quoting lines to you nowadays or is it sort of dissipated? I, I think it's, it's uh, it for, for like, I, I would say at least 10, 12 years after the, the movie came out, uh, uh, you know, I, I, met, I would meet people and people would say, you know, see you on the ice, you know, Coach Stanson. Uh, stuff like that you know like uh, and it's sort of uh, you know maybe it will get a, a renaissance you know like a, or you know come back now that they're doing uh, the tv series um, who knows yeah so let, let's go ahead and get this on record did they reach out to you at all to be a part of the new mighty ducks and not yet not yet yeah I mean, it's a legacy, I, I, th I think, this whole, uh, I mean, the, the movies, and I think it's fantastic that, it, that they're doing a, a series, so if the, the chance uh, comes, it would be, uh, you know, I sure would like, like to, uh, to join up again. Would you, would you rather your character have, like, softened as he got older, or just, like, become more hardened and more of a badass? Hmm. It's all about redemption, right? And uh, maybe, uh, maybe he's uh, an orthodontist now in in Iceland, you know, like uh, uh, you know, trying to make up for for all the teeth 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 he punched out, right? <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, just uh, to make amends here. Uh, yeah, so. Did I think you? there's so many. I think there's so many great, you know, messages, uh, you know, in in the docs. You know, one of my favorite scenes were the scene with, uh, you know, Bump, Coach Bombay and 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 Banks. You know, that kind of father son uh, that they had, and and, and um, you know, the whole thing about, you know, your team. What can you do for your team? You know, uh, sort of a, the Kennedy esque kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, as someone who's obviously uh, moved on and done other stuff, like, I don't know, you have idiots like us coming and bringing up this one thing that you did 20 years ago. Is that <laughs> is that something like uh, you're okay with? Or was that sort of annoying, especially initially as you sort of went on and did other uh, projects? No, you know, like you guys are the custodians of the dark flame. It's you know, all kudos to you. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a good thing, right? Yeah, I think I'm we found a new tagline. I, I yeah. was going to say I got to get that on a t-shirt ASAP. Custodians <laughs> of the dark flame. Uh, better said than anything we've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> now we do this thing called uh, the quack question. So, like mm -hmm. I said, we we put people, we put it out there that you're going to come on, and we said, hey. Uh, listeners, what questions do you have for us? Um, so we're going to run through at least one of them. Kevin, do you have a quack question uh, ready for 
Karsten here. Uh, I do. Uh, this one is from uh, our friend at Totally Offside on Twitter. Uh, he asks, uh, if you weren't an actor, do you think you would have made a better hockey coach or a dentist? Uh, you know, I would like to have been a soccer player, you know. <laughs> How far did you get in soccer? Well, you know, at the time when I was playing, there was no professional soccer in Denmark, you know, so it wasn't like anything you would look at. And, and you know, there's a huge difference between, you know, being you know, among the hundred best players and being, you know, maybe around among the, the thousand best players, you know, so there's only so many slots. So uh, it's just a, you know, it's like the, the national sport, you know, but yeah. So what is your prediction for Denmark in the Euros this summer? You know, I like to think we have some good players now, right? Uh, uh, we have, uh, you know, Martin in uh, Barcelona. We have uh, Ericsson in in, uh, in Inter and, and uh, Yusuf Poulsen in, in uh, Leipzig. I mean, we have a bunch of great players. I think we I think we'll do pretty well. I mean, uh, I really I really hope so. You know, uh, should should Ericsson leave Inter and go back to Tottenham? I, I think his spot is taken over there right now by another Dane, right? So uh, uh, yeah, he's yeah. the best one, Pierre Mille. Yeah. Huey Bier. Yeah. How do you pronounce his last name? Huybier. Huybier. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I, th I think he's. Uh, it seems like he's finding his groove in in, in Inter, right? Uh, it's a different style of football and a different style of soccer. Um, but um, yeah. You know, like I mean, he had some, some, some difficult times, but I think it was like him holding out for the, um, you know, to get get a transfer, and he didn't sign a contract or whatever. You know, like um, sometimes you know, like if you've been at one place for a long time, change is good, right? Absolutely. One more soccer-related question before <laughs> oh, I I ruin this. Um, <laughs> and so you grew up playing soccer um, in Denmark. You said it was you know the national sport. How is hockey in Denmark? And like, did you ever dabble in it? And, you know, are, are Danes, you know, are good, are they good at hockey? So I think the last five, six, seven years, we've, we've uh, I think we, we've definitely been in, in, in the top group in Group A. Uh, we have a, I think there's a guy called Elis. I think there's two or three Danish players that plays in the, in the H, in NHL. And uh, in, so I think the sport is definitely growing. Um, Very good. I, yeah. I have a, I have another quack question. Um, yeah, sure. I just found because because I, I I just think the question's funny. Um, this question comes from uh, Medina on Twitter, who's at Mrs MMV underscore twenty eighteen on Twitter, and the question is: um, Was it difficult to keep the same stoic, cocky, resting bitch face persona the entire time? With so many teenagers around you know it was really tough when i first uh got to uh, I, I think the docs the whole the, the whole the, all the kids was in, in camp for like 16 weeks or something and i when i flew over i think i was in camp for maybe maybe four to six weeks and uh, when you have to come in and, and play the badass you know the villain uh you know was trying to lay low for a little bit until I, I, I kind of found my bearings, right? Uh, I'm, 
I remember the very first day we, uh, I went to skating practice, uh, I threw up. Uh, I was just so uh, exhausted. Uh, it was uh, really, really was, was taxing. And, and I, I, was, I was in a pretty good shape. Um, and I remember going to bed the night before and, and I, I thought, hey, I better put some Admiral next to me, you know, like, so I woke up and I could absolutely not even stand up or roll out of bed. And I took like a few Advils, had a glass of water and waited for half an hour. And then I could crawl out into the bath, bathroom and, and, and turn on a hot bath and then like wait for another half an hour, you know, like uh, for my body to kind of uh, soften up. So uh it, it was it was pretty challenging but um once I, I got a little more confident you know that uh you know sort of uh, the villain part uh you know came quite easy it was actually my first time ever playing a villain um in europe uh i get to kiss the girl and then over here sometimes i get to kick somebody's ass so, so um you know it, it uh yeah which one do you like doing better? Well, I think this uh, this uh, advantage is to both, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> you, you uh, I remember the very first time I was, I was working in, in Denmark on a TV series. Uh, it's, it's called Rita. I think it's actually on, on uh, Netflix. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you get to say to a girl, you know, I love you, you know, in Danish, uh, you know, uh, I do we smoke too tightly, you're wonderful, you're beautiful or whatever. That has had a special charm. And, and then uh, playing the, the bad guy with uh, you know, accountability and uh, no, no repercussions has its own you know, revolt, so to, so to speak. A, a quick follow on the, on the uh, physical toll that uh, playing Wolf took on you. Uh, would you would you say that was like the most physically demanding role that you've ever had? Uh, yeah, I, I I would. I mean, it's ice hockey is uh, it's a tough game. It's it's uh, these these players are in, in an incredible shape, and and uh, uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely say it was uh, by far the the, the most physically challenging uh, partner I had to do. Mike, Mike's the only one here that can vouch for that. Tommy and I never played hockey, but Mike did. Yeah, I mean, I played like growing up though. I feel like I was, I was sort of conditioned for it from a young age. So I don't know if I just like started when I was like 30 or something. I feel like it'd be much more difficult than uh, as someone who had played all the growing up all the way, but who knows? <clears throat> It's, it's, I think regardless of, of what, I mean, I think the kids, you know, when you're like, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, I mean, it's, you learn much faster, right? So, uh, yeah. you know, I definitely had some catching up to do when I, when I got on the, on the rink, but uh, it was definitely, it was a lot of great experiences uh, doing it, you know, um, I think the, sort of final scene at the, the Arrowhead Pond with, I don't know, 15, 16, 17,000 extras was uh, quite amazing. Uh, and and uh, um, yeah, I, I, I thought Mighty Ducks 2 was really a sports movie uh, because the sport was not just a backdrop to, uh, to a storyline, but it was, you know, the, I think the main storyline, story there was a, uh, 
lots of uh, and I think there was one was there like the the final game about like 15 20 minutes of, of, of pure hockey and, and it was super well edited yeah yeah uh, and then you obviously come with the you lost it for me line uh, I feel like when we talked to Scott White, there was more to that scene that got cut out. Remember anything about that final scene? Um, you know, when you say you lost it for and he comes back and says, you lost it for yourself. Yeah, I, I, um, I mean, what are you referring to? What, what did Scott say? I feel like he, he remembers like, you throwing sticks or something like that, maybe going a little a body a Bobby Knight uh, or knocking down the stick rack or something like that. That's what he said he did. I think that's what he sort of remembered. Uh, there must have been a you know wild fantasy of Adonis, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm just making that up. Maybe he no, didn't. no, no. We actually did a, a, an alternate version. I, I can't quite remember it was, if it was like that, but I, I, he's right about that. So I think that. Um, gonna, you know, not being mean, less is more, you know, sort of played very, very well with, with, with his character. And I think endeared him to, to, uh, to audiences. Right. Yeah. That was, uh, good times. Obviously we're talking about it 20 years later. So something worked here. All right. Well, we're, we're coming up on time here. So okay. we appreciate you taking the time hey, and, no problem. Uh, reminiscing with us uh at karsten norgard on twitter any anywhere else you want to throw out for people to follow you or follow uh your work there um no that's that's it uh that's uh, that's that's fine you know i'm i think i'm also on uh well i know i am on, on instagram uh, i think it's uh i can't remember it's been a, a couple of minutes since i've, I've, I've posted anything but uh, <laughs> i'm sure you can find it and, and, and yeah. it on there. um but uh, yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing, and and maybe we can do it down the line again. Uh, when when uh, I look forward to binge watch this uh, series, it's gonna be a, a weekend thing, right? And um, yeah, yeah, and keep yeah. being the custodians of the dark flame. You know, it's it's good to have you guys there. Thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, I'll put everything in the show notes. Um, yeah, every Friday, Disney Plus. We'll we'll look forward to season two when uh, either you come back as a new character or Wolf Stanson comes back uh, in some form. But I think I think we can get you in. Uh, I think Brill can fit you in somewhere. So we'll look out <laughs> for that. Cheers. Season two, and uh, for us at Quacktech Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Quacktech Pod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us uh, your favorite line that Wolf the Danson, Wolf the Dentist Danson ever said. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Black, black. No turning back. Got to be the man who does.